Hi guys and welcome back to the Cheap Seats. Hopefully you all enjoyed last week's COVID-19 pandemic episode. This week we start our championship roster segments. We're going to start in baseball where the guys are going to give you the nine guys that they would put on the field for a World Series Game 7. That's right. Not Well, we're going to do 10. Why? Because I don't want to have to tell them that I want a certain pitcher, but I can't. I don't want to use him because his lifetime batting average is .089. So what we are going to do, we'll do our nine fielding positions and one DH. We are not going to give you a starting lineup. That's just kind of crazy. We're going to give you our nine field players and a DH. The 10 players that if we could put together a dream game seven lineup. These would be our guys. Stay tuned for that. It's coming up right after this. And welcome back. Hey, you. That's right, you. Hey, you, listener. Hey, don't go anywhere. Grab a beer. Grab a dog. Grab your chair. Sit down and have a listen. Baseball World Series Game 7 championship teams are coming up after this on the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back to the Cheap Seats, and we're doing it again. I don't believe it. I'm back again. My name is Nathan. I am your franchise backup, and with me, as always, is the BP All-Star, Jordan. Say hi, Jordan. Hello. And the armchair quarterback, Rich Chamberlain. Say hi, Rich. Hi, Rich. There he is. His helmet mic is turned down. He's not ready to roll. We are back again, and we hope that you guys sat through the COVID-19 episode that we did and hope you guys enjoyed it. And hopefully by now there's some answers and some things that are a little clearer, but it's one thing we're probably not going to know for a little bit longer than this period of time. But we are starting today with our championship game roster series, and we're going to start with let's we're going to start with baseball and let's set the premise for this. What I asked the guys to do. And again, since we don't talk about baseball or baseball, basketball, we're not going to do a basketball. We are going to do a baseball, a football, and a hockey episode where I ask the guys to put together their Game 7 championship team. It's World Series. It's Game 7. It's the Stanley Cup. It's Game 7. It's the Super Bowl. And since they don't play Game 7 in the Super Bowl, Rich came up with the great idea of why don't we each pick six guys on offense and six guys on defense that we would want for that game-winning drive in the Super Bowl or on defense to stop that game-winning drive in the Super Bowl. So this first one that we are going to do, we're going to start in Major League Baseball. And hopefully the guys have done their homework. I know Jordan could probably put together three or four teams. But we are going to do our World Series Game seven lineups. We didn't do okay, not lineups, but rosters that we would put guys we would start in the World Series. And Jordan, we'll start with you, man. How do you want to do this, Jordan? Do you, how do you want us to do each position? Yeah, I was just going to go by like position by position. <clears throat> All right. So, Jordan, you know the number system in baseball. I don't remember the number system in baseball. I do. The position number one, two, three. So I'm going to lean on you two guys for this. I mean, I have my team. Jordan, let's start with you. Number one, I know number one is the pitcher, correct? Yes, that's correct. This isn't who's on first. No. (laughs) 
So, Jordan, I want to know. We'll start with you and Rich. I want to know who's on the hill for you, Jordan, Game 7 of the World Series. Game 7 World Series, I kind of went with a more recent pitcher uh, from the Washington Nationals, uh, Max Scherzer. Max. See, now, maybe I'm wrong. I always heard that Max was feast or famine. I heard that either he has, he shows up, or he don't show up. Well, you would have to think he would obviously be your game one starter if we're talking World Series, which would then subsequently make him either game four or game five on short rest. And since he's the best pitcher in that rotation, kind of with an asterisk because they have a real good rotation, but he is number one. So he would probably go again in game seven on on even shorter rest. He would only get two days rest if he's going to pitch game five. All right, Rich, game seven, World Series. I'm taking Mr. Nolan Ryan. Hoo-wee. Bringing this the is heat. more because he's always been my all-time favorite pitcher. So that's why I'm bringing him with me. See, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to go crazy old school because I know everybody today is is so hung up on home runs and the long ball. My game and this is <laughs> Anybody watch Major League? You guys have all seen Major League? Yeah, of course. And you have the Vaseline ball and, you know, the Geritol ball or whatever. Crisco mm-hmm. and Vagisil and loading up the ball. <laughs> this is only going to, Rich is going to come down the street and crucify me. But it, <laughs> <laughs> it's game seven and on the hill for me. And I, I love watching this dude pitch. I thought his curveball dropped six feet. And maybe it's because it was just going so damn slow. It just fell off. It might have been his fastball falling off. But I like Jamie Moyer. There's just something about, like, he just, he, for me, he brought a different perspective to the game. Like, watching him throw was just, a, it was a thrill. Uh-oh. Now I'm getting in trouble. All right. Let's go. Number two, Rich. Num- number two is the catcher. Number two. If you, if you don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Look, took was yeah. The catcher I took was uh, Mike Piazza. Really? Yeah. Why Mikey Piazza? He's always been one of the better defensive catchers, and in a championship game, you don't want that ball slipping away from your guy. True. Letting run come down ninety feet. Jordan. So for number two position catcher, I went with Yvonne or Ivan. However, he I think he pronounces it Yvonne Rodriguez Pudge. Pudge. Rich, you have a soft spot for Pudge. <laughs> I do. My my favorite moment was the 2003 Wild Card Series against the Giants. It was Game Five and. I, I can't remember who was running home, but like someone gunned him down and Pudge like got grilled and still held on to the ball like before they made all these rules about locking the plate. And yeah. he just gets 
holding the ball and like screaming like Pud Pud is one of those guys who unfortunately was on probably one of the, probably on the best Florida Marlins team. And because and back, of, back then they were Florida. Back, back yeah, when back he when we were Florida. Yeah. That's when that's when I was kind of a fan of base like I was like a team fan for baseball. And I blame Rich for being a Marlins fan for as long as I was. But Pudge was probably on the best team they ever had. Ever. I mean, that 97 team was hard to beat, though. They were hard to beat, and that's the why they won the World Series. And... Yeah, man. Uh, look, this is – I still have – see, I still have a hockey mentality for everything, and I like being the bad guy a lot. So my catcher is Yadier Molina. I want a dude behind a plate who's not afraid to get in your face, who's not afraid to stand up for his pitcher, who's not afraid to kind of, you know, I, I, growing up playing Little League, I like being the catcher who talks shit behind the plate. And for me, Yadier Molina is the guy who's going to sit behind home plate and talk shit. He's the guy who's going to, you know, he's going to bring it. Jordan, number three. For number three, on first, base. first base, yes. I went with Mark McGuire. What? All right. I mean, you got the whole steroid thing. I know you're going to come down on me for that. I, I mean, <laughs> but he has – he was the home run. He was the home run champion at one point. Yes, there was an asterisk by it. But he was a good defensive first baseman. There's no doubt about it. I, I was going to ask you if you were if you were Oakland Mark McGuire or St. Louis Mark McGuire. I was kind of leaning towards St. Louis Mark McGuire is like two of Oakland Mark McGuire. I was kind of leaning towards the younger years and going with Oakland, but then I kind of went St. Louis with my explanation. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rich, your first your first baseman? My first baseman, I have uh, Miguel Cabrera. Because dude just hits. Like, you need a base hit, he's your dude. Like, most of my lineup are hitters. Like, that's where the way I went. Because, you know, I want runners. I want guys driving runs in. And Miguel Cabrera has been great at it for the last decade of and a half right he fits in i was he was one of the, another one of those guys who was in florida and i was really sad to see go to detroit he did for me he again he for me he was another one of those i don't want to say attitude guys but baseball is baseball and and for me hockey those two sports when you see guys play it's a whole different it's so much different when you watch when you're at when you get to the ballpark early and you see guys taking BP or they're out throwing, same thing in hockey when they're out doing warmups, the look on their faces, these guys are like ridiculously happy to be there. And Rich and I were in we were in Pittsburgh. It was probably 2005 or six, and Miguel Cabrera was still in Florida, and he's he was what we were we sat on the wall. Yeah, he was playing outfield yet before he Yeah, during batting practice, I think he was in the outfield and the fans are talking shit and he turns around and he just has this smile on his face. Like there's so many ball players, especially 
you know, especially the Dominican guys who are just generally happy to be there and doing this. And he's one of them. Mark McGuire, same way. When he was breaking that home run record, you, it looked like he was 10 years old. And then if you remember, right, he pulled up his jersey and had a yeah, Duchesne yeah, he had a Duquesne, Yeah, I remember that. So he's probably yeah. out partying and on floor with them. Probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Miguel Cabrera likes to, you know, trying to say he likes to party a little bit. Come on now. Um, my first baseman, and I'm going back to St. Louis. I like, I like big dudes who can hit. Albert Pujols. But he's now he's an angel. Whatever it happens, dude. Like like Rich said, Rich likes guy is going to drive in runs. This guy is going to hit the ball to wherever it needs to go. Like you throw for me. It, this is like my Mark McGuire pick for, jo- for Jordan. You want a guy who's going to crush the ball. This is the guy who's going to crush the ball. Playing next to him, second base, Rich. Sorry. Um, I took uh, another pretty good hitter in Ryan Sandberg. You know, he was on my, I was looking when I was trying to put my list together. He was on there. For me, I was just like, I need a guy who, who I'm going to say a guy who's played because Ryan Sandberg could play. I wanted a guy who played in the postseason and Sandberg only had two playoffs. Well, that's what happens when you play for the Cubs. Yeah. When when he played for the Cubs, <laughs> it's not just that he played for the Cubs. He played on some really he played on some really bad Cubbies teams. Jordan, your second baseman. So Rich and I actually agree on this, and I kind of have a soft spot for Sandberg because he started out in Philadelphia. He was only there for I think two years before he was traded to Chicago, but then. My uh, my older brother, Ryan, is a huge Chicago Cubs fan, and he is Ryan Sandberg all day long. It's his, it's his favorite all-time player. So I got a soft spot for Sandberg. Ryan Sandberg. So I'm going to be the only dude who took somebody who has, like, real playoff experience? <laughs> this, by the way, is also my only Florida Marlin. Rich, do you know who my second baseman is? Uh... Renneria? No, he was shortstop. He was shortstop. My second baseman, he he won both World Series with the Florida Marlins, which if you played for the Florida Marlins and won a World Series, you probably won two. Mr. Luis Castillo is my only Florida Marlin on this team. I probably could have, I was thinking, you know, maybe Jeff Conine could have made the list, but I like Pujols at first base better. Luis Castillo up the middle. I, and again, Sandberg was right there. I was looking, and the first person that popped up when I thought second baseman and being that guy was Ryan Sandberg. I just thought, if I'm going to put together a team for a game seven, I want a dude who's been there and done that. And for me, it was Luis Castillo. Now, is number five, Jordan? Number, number five is third base. Third base all day. Why don't I know this? All right, Jordan. Well, the the numbers are kind of weird because, like, you go second base is four, and then you skip shortstop and go to third base with five, and then come back to shortstop at six. Right. So the numbers kind of jump around. But with um, I'm glad I'm third, glad I didn't number the infield. Yeah. 
for my for my third baseman, I went with uh, Mr. Chipper Jones. Ooh wee! He was on my list too, but again, for me, it was I don't know. I wanted a guy who won. Chipper Jones was on the Atlanta Braves. That's all they did was win. They didn't win World Series. Ask the Twins. True. They did win one. Truth. Which is still less than the Marlins and far less time. Figure that shit out. Technically, the franchise has three. One in each city that the Braves have been in. Do you know what three cities the Braves have been in, Rich? Uh... This is not a trick question because I don't know the answer. <laughs> I, I don't know. I know two. I know two of three. I don't know the third one. <laughs> I think it was Philadelphia, Boston, and Atlanta. Yeah, I think that's right. I knew. Uh, I knew Boston and Atlanta. I wasn't sure about Philadelphia, but I think that's right. I'm gonna Google that. That's the joy right now. But my third, my third baseman, and. Again, I just wanted a dude who could hit. I wanted a guy who has been there and won. And I I have stats for this guy because I thought. I apologize. Want, Milwaukee, not Philadelphia. Oh, Milwaukee. See, Rich got it faster than I did. Um, but my third baseman, I, I said I, I didn't have stats for everybody. But there's two guys that I have stats for um, who's – Batting averages, especially, were far better in the World Series than they were during the rest of the postseason. And my third baseman, I took Pablo Sandoval. His, his, the Panda Bear. The Panda He's Bear. The Panda Bear. That's his nickname. He is. He was a big dude. <laughs> his, his postseason batting average is 344. Number one, that's damn phenomenal to have a 300 batting average. His batting average in the World Series was 426. Especially when you're playing in San Francisco. That's a right. hell. And you're, and you're right-handed. Yeah, that's retarded. You bet 426 in, the World, in 12 World Series games in three years. You bet 426. That's retarded. Retarded. He was also the World Series MVP in 2012. So, yeah, see, I had stats for, like, two of my guys that I thought really not only was were you better in the World Series, but you were not you were just that much better in the World Series. The Panda Bear. See, I'm a big dude. I like picking big dudes. Who's the pitcher that everyone's in love with right now, too, that tries to hit home runs? That dude played for the Mets. The big guy. Oh, uh, Bartolo Colon. There you go. That's a husky mother right there. Yeah, he's a big dude. That's that's like Pablo Sandoval's plus one. So I guess that puts us at shortstop, right, Rich? Shortstop is one, two, three, four, six. Yes, six. I do my third baseman. What? We don't care about your third baseman. <laughs> we're still. You were so hung up on finding out where the Braves played. Well, who's your well, third baseman? Anyway. <laughs> I I took the immortal one himself, Kyle Ripken. Kyle Ripken played. I thought he was a shortstop. He moved to third base. He moved to third. He did play third. Was that after oh he God. set the record? No, he moved. He set the record at third. 
I had a dude that he broke the record. I think I was in middle school. I'll show you how old we are. Jordan was still in elementary school, probably. But I had a, a kid that I was in class with who actually skipped school that day and went to the game in Baltimore. And then he missed the next day of school, obviously, because, you know, it was whatever God for the hour he got home. But the next, that first day back, like he came in and he had the hat and he had to teach. He was from Baltimore and he moved up to, you know, to the Lebanon area. And we always asked him why. But he had like the t-shirt and the hat on and he was like, look at my ticket. And I'm like, dude, it's, it's baseball, bro. Like I really, I don't, I didn't even watch the game. What happened? He was like, Oh, and he told me all about Kyle Ripken and how he played whatever 2,500 games. I think it was at the time or 2,300 games. And I'm like, that's retarded. Because Jordan, I mean, you played probably more than rich was a huge big baseball guy when we were younger too, but could you imagine playing 2,300 consecutive baseball games? No. That's. I mean, even guys like like your big name guys like Mike Trout or like guys nowadays are taking days off. Like you don't like there are no Lou Gehrig's. There are no Cal Ripken's playing every day. Like even like Juan Soto and like your big name guys still get a day off. Like there is no consecutive games played. Do you think that's a coaching thing or is that a player thing? Yeah, it could go either way. I mean, if you know how, I mean, you played hockey, I know, and Rich played football. I mean, you know, you know your own body better than anybody else. You you know when you need a day off, you know? Yeah. I To me, that kind of stuff. And I'm glad Rich picked Kyle Ripken because like, he was, again, he's one of those guys that, like me as the serious casual baseball fan, like I know a couple players, I know some guys, I think everybody knows, <laughs> excuse me, everybody knows Cal Ripken. So he was definitely like somebody that I looked and I was like, this would be a really good dude. Like how many guys can say I'm going to retire and then make the all-star game and hit a home run in your last at bat at the all-star game. But for me, like, you don't see guys like Cal Ripken anymore. He was definitely one of those. I'm glad Rich put him on his team. I'm glad somebody did because he's – when you think baseball, there's a handful of names that pop out. Cal Ripken, Nolan Ryan, those are the guys that pop out. I think Besides, I took them all. What's that? I said I think I took all those guys. <laughs> he took all of <laughs> Rich is going to have like Lou Gehrig on his team somewhere and we told him not to. No, I I took people from our lifetime. I know. I think for me that made it, I don't want to say easier, but I think that for me that made it, because I can remember some guys. I didn't watch Babe Ruth play. I'm not that old. But let's stick with Rich because I jumped his third baseman. So let's have your shortstop, Rich. I went with the wizard himself, Ozzie Smith. Ooh, Ozzie Smith. Yeah, buddy. See, like, I knew that. Look, Jordan, right see, there, I knew that was. But, like, he was an even better fielder. And he was also a World Series champion. About time you picked one of those. Jesus. Did Ryan get a World Series? Uh, 
I know he was in it. He was in one. I don't know if they won. Honestly, I didn't even look at Nolan Ryan. I wanted to stay away from Nolan Ryan. I figured somebody, one of you two would have jumped on the train. And I just thought for me, I, I wanted somebody who was fun. I mean, Nolan Ryan was fun. Beating up Ventura that year was epic. 45 years old, puts Robin Ventura in a headlock, and that was amazing. That will That is probably, unfortunately, that's probably like Nolan Ryan's number one career watch highlight. 1969 World Series. Yep. He might have been, he had to be like 18 to still be playing when we were, you know, into our lifetime. Holy cow. 1969. That means, let's think about that. I remember getting his baseball card in like when I was 10 ish. So that was like in the early 90s. You're talking 20 years later for a pitcher who. At the time, and, and Jordan can attest to this, and I know Rich, you guys can can both attest. You're talking about a pitcher who played in an era where you didn't have specialized relievers. You didn't have big, you, you know, you didn't have guys like Mariano Rivera in the '80s. You, when you started, you started. Good grief, Jordan. Again, Rich and I agree. I went with Ozzie Smith, but this, for me, this is kind of, cause he, he started his career in 1981 and I wasn't born until 84. So there's that three year gap where he's playing where I'm not alive. So it's, but is he still in my lifetime? <laughs> <laughs> Played into the eighties. Like he, he, look, if Rich can take Nolan Ryan, who started in 69, <laughs> shit, you can take Ozzie Smith who started his career before you were born. Yeah. Actually started sixty six, but right. The well, reason Jamie Moyer. <laughs> the reason I went with Ozzy Smith and Rich, Rich kind of mentioned it. He was a great defensive player, and he, I mean, he could hit the ball like nobody else. But the reason I took him is because he was a showman. How many players flip onto that baseball field? Right. I was going to say. I remember that's <laughs> like when I think Ozzy Smith, I think of the flip all the time. Everything else he done he, that he did for as for me was always secondary to the flip. I couldn't tell you what how he was as a hitter. I really couldn't tell you a whole lot about him as as a fielder, but I knew that he, I knew the flip. I don't know. That's why that's why I took him. That was my personal reason. Rich took a baseball player. Jordan took an acrobat. Game <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy had like 15 straight years of gold gloves. He has like the record for put out assists and double plays. Like, it's crazy how good of a defender he was. Maybe I should switch my pick. We haven't, I mean, you two have shared picks and I haven't shared a pick. And that's, that's fine. I, my shortstop is the captain, Derek Jeter. When nothing I, wrong with that. That's a good no, pick. There's nothing wrong what, with it. Five-time World Series champion or something ridiculous. Six, I don't remember. He was there. He, he played on that Yankees team who it was like, we're just going to go win World Series now. Forever. And now he caused the COVID pandemic to spread through Major League Baseball. So, I mean, it was might not be my greatest pick. I mean, he bought the Marlins. 
that's all post baseball. But this dude, again, oh, this is another this is another one of those dudes who <laughs> looked and Ozzy Smith is another great example. These are dudes that look genuinely thrilled to be playing baseball. I mean, you said it, you know, Ozzy Smith being a showman. He these are guys that love playing the game. Yeah, and there's not nowadays, especially, there's not that many shortstops that are going that are going to sacrifice their bodies for a foul ball and wind up whoever's sitting in the front row of the right. stands, you wind up in their lap. You're sharing there's not, many, <laughs> there's not many players nowadays that are gonna give 110% like Ozzy Smith and Jeter both did. Yeah. Two great guys, no doubt. Now, when we get to the outfield, did you guys like like find like did you find a left fielder and a right fielder, or did you guys just do outfield? I I found I did. I don't know what Rich did, but I took it position by position. Rich, I just picked three outfielders. I think okay. I was hoping I wasn't. Well, I mean, I'm stupid when it comes to baseball. No, I think they were all in different. I think I tried, but I think I, I know my last two guys, I think, might have technically played in the same field. But, Jordan, we're on you for your first outfielder. Okay. For my first outfielder, I went with Ricky Henderson, the, the stolen base phenom. That's a look, a phenom is not the right word for what he did. When the dude stole third base, and picked it up out of the ground, setting a record. Game on. Another dude. Did you ever hear the story? And I'm sure Jordan knows this one. But Oakland gave him a million-dollar bonus for, I forget what. It had to be a stolen base thing because he really didn't hit home runs, really. But they, they, they cut him a million-dollar check. And... I forget what the time frame was had gone by and the accountants and the owners noticed that the check hadn't cleared the bank and they called Ricky and they said, Ricky, you remember when we, when we gave you that million dollar bonus? And he was like, yeah, he goes, did you didn't, did you ever cash it or did you lose it? Like we, it hasn't cleared the bank. He goes, no, 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 I didn't. And they go, well, do you still have it? Do we need to avoid it? He goes, no, no, no. I framed it. <laughs> oh, that's, I never heard that story. Surprisingly framed it. I mean, at that point in time, too, and again, I, I look at a side of Albert Pujols on my list and Jeter at the end. I don't know that any of the guys that we've taken, shirts are probably, none of these guys were, I don't want to say big money guys, but for their time, they were big money guys. But these weren't $25 million a year guys. It just wasn't a thing. Rich? Well, for my first outfielder, I took a guy with one of the sweetest swings in baseball, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, it is. I'm going to admit something right now, and you're, you can shoot me somehow. I don't think Rich can get me from here. I completely forgot about Ken Griffey Jr. Wow. I did. He's not on my list at all. Like, I'm pretty sure I could pick you off. 
I'm not going to look out my window. I might be able to get you all the way from school. I I don't know. I might have to not come to your party, dude. I might. I know it's terrible to say, but and Junior is he. He was another guy who was so much fun to watch, and he was just one of those. He smiled all the time, all the time. And how many guys can say that he hit a home run after his dad? Nobody. Yeah. Not many. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. Like, and I'm over here like, I need to put together a team for the World Series and fuck Ken Griffey Jr. I don't want to, I don't need him on my team. I didn't even remember the name. I can't even lie. I completely forgot that he was a thing. Figure that nonsense out. He got anyway. me into well, yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I, I think Rich got me into baseball. I can't even lie. Let it be known, if it wouldn't be for Rich, I wouldn't have played baseball, and I probably wouldn't have been a Marlins fan. So, sorry, Rich, I didn't take Derek Cheater, or I didn't take Ken Griffey Jr. Um, my first, I'm just, I'm gonna piggyback Jordan. I took Ricky Henderson too. For one of mine. So I finally piggyback somebody's pick and it wasn't Ken Griffey Jr. And <laughs> man, I hope I hope the right people don't hear this, man, because I want to record another show and I don't know if I'm gonna make it out of this one. Whew. Rich, give us your other outfielder. Outfielder number two. <laughs> outfielder number two. Uh, I took somebody with an arm and one of the best hitters of his generation, Ichiro. Ooh. Are you just going to stay with the with the Mariners now? Because Tino Martinez played outfield too. No, he didn't. Yeah. He was a first baseman yeah. and a DH. Who was the other one? There was a Martinez. <laughs> there was like four of them in Seattle. Ed, well, you, yeah, you might be thinking of Edgar. I might have been the other one. I used to get him confused. I can't even lie. Like, you're going to play baseball with your brother on the same team at the same time? I think they played the same position, too. I think Edgar was a first baseman, too. Whatever. That's it. <laughs> catcher, I thought. From now on, I'm not doing baseball stuff. <laughs> That's just the way this is going to go down. But I like Ichiro, too, man. That's He was a hell of a ball player. Didn't he play his last games in Japan? Like they went over there for a thing. I think yeah. so. See, there's like I know the big moments, and Ichiro unfortunately was. I don't know that Junior played on the team because it was a little bit later, but I know Ichiro was on that 116 win team that the, that the Mariners had that did not win a World Series absolute waste of probably one of the best teams baseball has ever seen. Jordan? So it's not exactly a piggyback, piggyback, but Rich and I agree again. I went with the kid, Ken Griffey Jr. Um, The reason I took him is because, like I kind of stated previously, he was kind of the player that got me into baseball. I mean, you're watching him with the hat backwards and the home run derby just 
smashing them with like he just had the sweetest swing like rich said he put no effort behind it he just swung and the ball went (laughs) yeah there's no doubt about that holy cow all right so my other my other outfielder um three-time world two-time world series champion um i don't have the stats on him i had ricky henderson stats because again he was one of those dudes who when i looked at the numbers was just so much better in the world series than he was during the rest of the playoffs like 284 batting average to 389 like dude it's, it's a whole other level and forget the whole stolen bases thing he stole seven bases in 14 games in the world series like get with it this dude was on fire but my other outfielder another world series mvp manny ramirez and I, for me, it's another one of those dudes who just likes – he can hit the ball. He might bring an attitude. Okay. Does bring an attitude, and maybe him and Yadier or Molina aren't going to get along. But I want to win. So game on. Manny Ramirez. And Jordan, you have the last – well, the first of the last outfielders. So for my last outfielder, which would put me at right field, because obviously Griffey played center, I went with Tony Gwynn in right field. Tony Gwynn. See, there's another dude I forgot about. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's why You're I'm fired. not. <laughs> That's why I'm not the baseball guy. I don't. And He's t- another guy kind of. He's kind of like Ken Griffey Jr. Like he just hit. He wasn't really a home run hitter, but he was the best hitter of of our time. Yeah, I mean, these. This was. <laughs> he, I can remember him. Like he's one of those guys that, as a kid, I remember. But for whatever reason, just today and over the last couple of days, I'm like, yeah, I don't. Rich, do you have Tony Gwynn too? I do not have Tony Gwynn as Woo! an outfielder. My last outfielder, I went with my all-time favorite player, and I know I'll get shit for him, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. <laughs> well, I, I didn't really get – Nate, you guys really didn't shit on me for Mark McGuire, so I don't know if you're going to get shit on for Bonds. <laughs> I'm getting shit on because I forgot two of the greatest baseball players of our generation. I, I can – I deserve it. I deserve getting shit on when I go, oh, yeah, for Ken Griffey Jr. and Tony Gwynn is – Barry Bonds, to me, was always – I don't want to say he was an enigma of a dude, but Barry Bonds, and I've said this before to a lot of people when any, whenever you talk about the whole home run thing and steroids, Barry Bonds was a pimp about the whole thing. Barry Bonds would come up and crush a home run out, completely out of the stadium, completely out of – whether it was AT&T Park or Pac Bell Park or whatever the hell they named the thing – He'd hit it into the lake, and he'd come back, and after the, you know, all you ever hear was, Barry, you know, you're doing all this on steroids. What do you got to say about steroids? All he would do is get up and hit the next one farther. Barry, you're on steroids. You're really crushing the ball a ton. Slap the fucking things going to Japan. Like, I'm not on steroids. What are you talking about? I'm just hitting these things into different time zones and continents. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, and he went from a twig in Pittsburgh to, like, Juiced, yeah, literally. <laughs> you can tell. 
he was the one dude you could tell. Mark McGuire, it, it took some time, in my opinion, and maybe because there was like a big stretch of where I didn't really specifically follow baseball as far as knowing a whole lot about the players. But you could you can see the difference, obviously, in Mark McGuire from his rookie couple seasons in Oakland and St. Louis. With Barry Bonds, it was like, okay, I'm leaving Pittsburgh. And six weeks later, when the season starts in San Francisco, it was a whole different dude. And, and he, in his own right, he was a pretty good base stealer, too. For somebody with the amount of power that he had. When he was smaller, um, like in Pittsburgh, I'd say, yeah, but like he didn't really steal many bases in San Fran. Let me ask you guys this, because I don't even know if I want to give you guys the rest of my list. Shit. I don't goof this all up. And you guys will know. You, you guys following baseball a lot closer. When I think of Barry Bonds in Pittsburgh, there's another name that comes right in behind him. And tell me if these two weren't probably the best three, four, or four, five hole hitters, at least at, at the time. But when I think of Barry Bonds in Pittsburgh, I think of Bobby Bonilla. And these two dudes, if they didn't bat one in front of the other, if they didn't bat 3-4 or 4-5, they bat 3-5 or 4-6. These two dudes were like, they surrounded each other in the lineup. They protected each other in the lineup. And in my opinion, at least as far as Pittsburgh, because Barry Bonds went off and did his thing in San Francisco, and Barry Bonds kind of gets forgot about when he goes to the Mets and like the 30 days he spent with the Marlins. But... I don't think you have Barry Bonds as successful and the desire to go and become better and go to San Francisco without Bobby Bonilla. And maybe I'm wrong. I did forget about Ken Griffey Jr. But Rich would probably know that better than I would, or even Jordan, if you followed baseball that close. I mean, you would have been a kid when they were both in Pittsburgh. Yeah, when they were in Pittsburgh, I was... I don't know, maybe like four, five, maybe six. Nineties. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the early nineties. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking like six or seven years old, maybe, maybe eight. That means Rich was probably like fifteen. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> but do you remember that? Like them playing together? Yeah, that, that was a solid team. They went to three straight, uh, uh, what were those called, conference championships back then? I don't remember what it was even called back then. Yeah, they didn't so have they, the wild card. The top round. team for the wild card. Yeah, I don't know. I forget what it was called. Yeah, top team from each division. And they went to three straight, lost to the Reds, and then two straight to the Braves. Yeah, I mean, Andy Van Slyke was on that team. He was always, a, you know, I always just enjoyed the name. But Andy Van Slyke was on that team, and Doug Drabeck was on that team. Now, now, my other fielder, and I feel bad, dude. I feel like I should just quick delete this and put Ken Griffey Jr. in there. But I took Derek Jeter's teammate, Bernie Williams. I wanted, Like I said, I wanted a team that won and a team that knew how to get there and be there. And Man, like my list doesn't even matter anymore. Son of a bitch. You still have a DH. Maybe you can make it up. Look, you know my D. Everybody oh, knows. 
the way the way that I'm looking at this is my team against Rich's team in the World Series, and yours you're the third team that got knocked out. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have got I picked guys that had been there and won. It's just when I I'm like, man, I don't know for some then, reason. Like, I if we're, if we're going to take that scenario, but then then we have like Ozzy Smith and Ken Griffey Jr. like switching uniforms in between innings. Yeah. <laughs> Ozzy, you're just going to, you know, you've got a bat now. So back up shortstop when Ozzy, when Ozzy Smith goes into, when Ozzy goes into bat. Who's your backup shortstop? Like, yeah, I mean, that's, all right, look, who got the DH? Who's off first for the DH? Who's the rich? I don't know. I think Rich, yeah. I think it's his turn. <laughs> well, for DH, this is where I took Tony Gwen. See, son of a bitch. Look, he has them both. So do you. See, like, but like I said, I, I wasn't going to take him, or I didn't take him as an outfielder, but like, as far as I knew, a DH could be anybody, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I took Tony Gwen because like, his hitting was like phenomenal. He almost cracked 400 three times. Right? That's like some Ted Williams company right there. and That just doesn't happen. And had he been able to like not get injured as often as he was, it, like his hit total could be outrageous. He's Honestly, when I think, and, and again, Tony Gwynn, I don't even feel like my opinion is relevant, but I'm going to make it anyway. When, when Tony Gwynn comes up for me in baseball, like it's coming up right now, and then you're bringing up these, you know, the stat stuff. And it, for me, it's kind of like if Ken Griffey Jr. is Wayne Gretzky, Tony Gwynn is definitely Mario Lemieux. As far as being in the public eye, and you know what I mean? It, it's It's... Here's one guy who, you know, Griffey was the face of everything. He was everywhere. Ken Griffey had a baseball game. Ken Griffey was, you know, he was the face of the Mariners. He was the face of that franchise. The at dude one could, point, if I remember correctly, at one point, I don't remember who the commissioner of Major League Baseball was at the time. But at one point, they wanted to change the Major League Baseball logo, kind of like a Michael Jordan situation, to Ken Griffey Jr., like the follow through of his swing because everybody knew who it was. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, and, and as far as hockey is concerned for the longest time and almost in the same, almost in the same years, because Griffey came around in the, in the early, early nineties too. And by the time the early nineties had come around, Gretzky had already set his records, but he was in LA and he was the face and everybody knew him. Everybody knew Wayne Gretzky. In the same respect, everybody knew Ken Griffey Jr., except for me right now because I'm an idiot. But Ken Griffey Jr., for probably four, five, six years, when he was doing, when he was just in his own league as far as hitting was concerned, was definitely, and didn't he do the same? Like, I know Bo Jackson ran up the wall, but Griffey did the same thing. Like, he ran up the, the wall somewhere, right? Same thing. Bo yeah, Jackson, yeah. Jackson kind of did like the half circle on the wall and Griffey kind of climbed the damn thing. In that regard where, and like you said, like Jordan said, trying to change the Major League Baseball logo to 
Ken Griffey Jr.'s little silhouette. I think in that same, him and Wayne Gretzky were kind of came through at the same time as far as their popularity in the sport. Tony Gwynn just kind of came out and did everything. And again, like we said, he did, the dude just got hurt. And the same thing with Mario. If Mario could have stayed healthy, God knows what he would have done. Same idea. Jordan? So for my DH, I went with an actual DH, although he did play a little bit of first base. I went with uh, Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Me too. See? Look. <laughs> ha. I mean, it doesn't make up for the fact that I... <laughs> <laughs> you got somebody better, Rich? Oh, wait, you do. You got Tony Gwynn. And... You went with Tony Gwynn. And Craig Giffrey Jr. So real quick, let, look, run down your... I'm not, look, I'm not even going to worry about mine anymore, but run through your team, Jordan, one more time. Around, you know... Okay, I'll go, I'll go around the horn. Yep. Um, I started off with Max Scherzer as my pitcher. Then uh, catching him, I went with uh, Pudge, Yvonne, Pudge Rodriguez. Then uh, Mark McGuire at first base. Uh, Sandberg at second base. Chipper Jones at third. Ozzy Smith at short. And then my three outfielders were Ricky Henderson, Ken Griffey Jr., and Tony Gwynn. And at DH, Hitting for Max Scherzer was David Ortiz. See, all right, Rich. I want to hear your. Let's hear it, dude. I want your argument because my team ain't gonna do it. I forgot. Look, look. I bowed out. What's my argument here? What's let's let's hear your team, and I want to know who wins this series. No, okay. So I went with Nolan Ryan as my starting pitcher. Catching him was Mike Piazza. At first base, I had Miguel Cabrera. Second base, Mr. Ryan Sandberg. Third base, Cal Ripken. Shortstop, the wizard himself, Ozzy. And my three outfielders were Bonds, Ichiro, Ichiro, and Griffey Jr. And then hitting for Ryan, I had Tony Gwen. That could be a, a a really interesting World Series. I would love to watch seven games of those guys going at each other. That's yeah. I see, and my team was. I thought my team was good. I mean, I I picked experienced guys, but I you know when you miss guys like Griffey Jr. I mean, Ozzy Smith. Yeah, but like, I'm gonna have to. Like, if we actually play this series, I'm gonna have to come up with like backup players. <laughs> I mean, I know the series; it's obviously not gonna be played, but I'm gonna need backups. <laughs> That's. I mean, Tony, Tony Quinn can still play right field for me while he DHs for you. That's like the only one that would actually work out. <laughs> I'm glad. Go ahead. Like I had a uh, Kirby Puckett which was always a good player. And I had Don Mattingly, but like, I just didn't have the spots for them. Yeah. Mattingly came up on my, my first base list. And I, I thought about him and I really, again, I didn't put too much thought into Kirby Puckett. 
I didn't forget about him. I just didn't put a whole lot of thought into him. The twins, like he could hit, he could play. Yeah, like I, I can't believe like these big guys that were able to play in the outfield. That was a different ball game back in the day. Oh my god! Like now they're like first baseman built. Yeah, you put that big guy at first base. Back in the day, they could roam that outfield. Yeah, they, well, you had different hitters. You could just stand back and wait. Kirby Puckett could just wait at the wall for a guy like Tony Gwynn hitting or Junior. It's like, son of a bitch. You just know. My goodness. I mean, I had, okay, look, I want to know, how much fun, Jordan, did you have putting this list together? Oh, it was tons of fun. Rich? I mean, you guys just—you guys can shit all over my team. It's fine. I mean, well, we probably would in a seven-game series. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, it was—it took me back to my childhood. To be honest, it was just watching these. Like I grew, I grew up on guys like Ozzy Smith and Tony Gwynn and Griffey Jr. These were the guys that I grew up watching. So it took me back to my younger years trying to put this list together. My goodness. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had fun doing it, but now hearing it, I'm like, man, this is, I'm so glad we have people who are, I'm not being held responsible for my knowledge of baseball at all to any kind of anything. So we got two more lists to do. Hopefully you guys that are listening to this, enjoyed these lists. Hopefully you're at home laughing, shitting on my list. Like these two guys are rich is probably walking down the street to club me as we speak. But we got two more lists to do. We're going to do a hockey list. We have a football list. Jordan didn't do a hockey list because we'd have shit all over his hockey team, you see? But (laughs) we would have just like this. But like we say all the time, come back and check us out again. I don't know which one we're going to do next. We got two to do, but come back next week take a listen and like we say all the time look for us we're on anchor we're gonna be back on spotify facebook we're there too but like we say every time every week grab your favorite dog grab my dog whatever grab a beer grab a chair pull it up and we'll check you out next week in the cheap seats